Oh, why watch that sneak peek? And the Oscar goes to... La La Land! Oh. Oh, wait, no, not La La Land. Moon Bright. No. Moon... Moonshine. <laughs> that's, that's my favorite movie. There you go. That is. Moonlight! Yes, yes, Moonlight. Now, you guys all remember what happened a couple years ago at the Oscars when they announced the wrong best picture. Gone mm. away. Mm. Warren Beatty. <laughs> Barry Jenkins' worst nightmare came to be, and then his best dream came to be, all in the span of about 45 seconds. <laughs> well, I'm sure he wants to redeem and himself and get best picture all by itself without a whole slew of people on stage <laughs> <laughs> with his new movie coming out this weekend on the 14th it's called if beale street could talk yes it's barry jenkins the director and he's also the screenwriter um for this movie it's based on as you know or maybe not james baldwin's novel it is his follow-up to Moonlight. Everybody's been anticipating this. It, at Cannes, at, you know, TIFF, everywhere. It's buzzing all around the cities. We really are excited about it. And it has a star-studded cast. Namely, newcomer Kiki Lane. She's newcomer to most of us. Uh, Stefan James, however, is not a newcomer. And he's having a stellar year working with some of the most amazing people. Regina King, who is... Probably one of the most seasoned actors in this. And she might as well just go up and get her Oscar because she's nominated for a Golden Globe. <laughs> we presume an Oscar. She'll get an Emmy out of it, even though it's not a TV show. And she'll also win a Grammy. Uh, with that. <laughs> um, Cole Domingo. You've got uh, Michael Beach showing up in places. All sorts of people. It is highly anticipated. Excited to see it. And we're also excited to hear your thoughts, Critic. Wow. Well, do this, everybody. Picture New York City in the 1960s. Okay. Now, picture a young couple in love. 19-year-old Tish loves 22-year-old Fonny. And 22-year-old Fonny loves 19-year-old Tish back. <laughs> they have stars in their eyes. They've been friends since childhood, but as they got older, their friendship grew into love. Uh-oh. Unfortunately, though, they have a major problem. Fawny's behind bars. He's been accused of a terrible crime that he didn't commit. And Tish is, well, she's not in the best state to handle having the man she wants to marry and who wants to marry her in jail. They have to get him out. But who has the money for a lawyer? Well, that responsibility falls to Tisha's parents and older sister and to Fonny's father. But what about Fonny's mother and sisters? Well, they can't be bothered. So the question is this, what must Tish and the people who love her and Fonny do to get him out and at what cost? The answer involves trying to locate Fonny's friend, who's the key to Fonny's defense, confronting the victim of Fonny's alleged crime. Yeah, you heard that right. And doing whatever they can to make some money. But will that be enough to save Fonny and Tish? Or will their lives be changed forever? Is there any hope? Ooh. Now it's time for the review. See, that was quick. 
That was very quick. It's the quickest review I've ever heard you do. <laughs> now, at the very beginning of this film, Barry Jenkins includes a quote from James Baldwin about Beale Street itself. And in that quote, Baldwin explains what Beale Street is and means. It's the birthplace of jazz. And it's where every black person born in the States is from, regardless of where they actually were born. Whoa. Interesting. So how does that quote in Baldwin's novel influence Jenkins' film adaptation? Well, let's find out. For starters, in the book, Tish is the narrator of all events. And she comes across as a young person who's being thrust into adulthood. She's starting to understand just what that means. So in other words, her eyes are being opened. As a result, the book goes where her mind takes her, which isn't always clear. In this film though, Jenkins cuts through Tish's stream of consciousness to present the events in as clear a progression as possible. He reorganizes the events from the book in a way that makes more sense for a film audience. He's a smart man. So while you lose the feel of Tish's inner turmoil, you gain focus even when things aren't chronological. In addition to that, Jenkins, once again after Moonlight, makes everything look beautiful. It's New York City in the 1960s, and even the subway, with all its graffiti and grime, has a certain kind of beauty. Plus, Jenkins knows his shots. He knows what he wants to accomplish, and he goes about the business of accomplishing it. As I was watching this, I, I was thinking momentarily, hey, some of this looks like the next step after Spike Lee. However. Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. Oh. However, especially early on, I got the feeling that things were a bit too controlled. I was looking for that jazz from Baldwin's quote. For instance, the first time we see Tish and Fani, they're walking in literal lockstep. Now that was effective in communicating how close they are without using words, but it's a stylized way of doing it, which this film in other situations doesn't always need. Instead, it needs to break free a bit more at certain times to tap into that jazz. But there's a pivotal scene toward the middle of the film that changes things. When Brian Tyree Henry, oh. as Fonny's friend Daniel, tells Fonny that they can make you afraid, he and that moment land the film. When a man who looks like Brian and has his kind of acting skills says that kind of thing, you better take notice. And in that moment, all of a sudden, the film begins to deepen and expand. It slows down even more too. Even still, that depth is one of the main things that Jenkins was able to bring to Baldwin source material. As a reader, I, I could never quite grasp the emotions of Tish's predicament and the predicament of everyone she knows, but I certainly was able to do so as a viewer. The second half of this film tugged at my heart, and it's not like this is the easiest film to watch. Now, Jenkins omits a few things from the book, which is to be expected, but he changes a few things too, especially at the end, which takes away much of the book's ambiguities. Now, as far as I'm concerned, Jenkins could have ended with a question mark instead of with a period, just as he did in Moonlight, but it still works as is, especially for the current moment that we're in regarding criminal justice. All right, now, let me end with the performances. Again, Brian Tyree Henry does this film a service by making you feel the danger of being a black man in the system. Coleman Domingo as Tish's father and Michael Be Beach as Fonny's father 
They do their jobs and they're always welcome. Ingenue Ellis, who's a real pro, as Fonny's mother, and Ebony Obsidian and Dominique Thorne as Fonny's sisters, provide a nice contrast to the rest of the characters. I wouldn't have minded just a bit more of them. Tiana Paris as Tisha's big sis provides a similar co- contrast as well. The great as Tisha's mother delivers yet another performance that's on the money. Just look at her smile, which is constantly filled with a knowing sadness and even fear. It's beautiful. And Stefan James and Kiki Lane as Fonny and Tish are absolutely believable as a young couple in love. James makes you believe that Fonny would never do what he's accused of. And Lane has a wide-eyed innocence and sweet voice that fits her character perfectly. She's like uh, a fledgling bird who's about to be pushed out of the nest. Oh, boy. So overall, while this film requires patience, a whole lot of it, it rewards that patience in the end. Oh, so you heard it here. Maybe not first, but you definitely (laughs) heard it. (laughs) We are excited for Barry Jenkins' return to cinema. And you too can watch it this weekend, if you dare. It's probably going to be at a theater near you if Beale Street can talk. But if not, I'm sure it will be on your television set sometime soon.